Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, episode 117. Yep. We got a special guest with us today. Uh, well, he's uh, a reoccurring guest or a revisiting re- uh, guest. Yeah. Uh, Todd Jones, the second. Yeah, there you go. I was going to correct you. Right. I was going to correct you, bro. <laughs> I always wonder, like, how do you decipher, or you, obviously you didn't pick your name, but how do the people decipher, like, between Junior and then the second? I have no idea because I didn't name my children after yeah. me. So, um, yeah. but when I do ask my mom that, she said that she gave me the second. She didn't like junior. So, oh, okay. And I'm glad that she gave me the second because I don't like junior either. Oh, okay. So, I'm appreciate it more. So, you know, so, oh, you do? Sucks for me. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm the third. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of sequels in here. Damn. I'm like, mom, why'd you give me this recycled name? Like, it already it's already been used. You got the yeah. give me something. Yeah, you got the second and and the third. This is worse than a fucking uh, Fast and Furious sequel. My <laughs> parents had no thought no creativity. Like, you know, man, man. <laughs> think a little harder, please. You know, the worst one ever is uh, is uh, George Foreman. Oh, he named all his kids oh George. Uh, he kept going. He even broke the rules. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You. Kids supposed to take over that, right? Right. Not yeah. you keep going as many as you want to go. I think even one of the girls is George. George like Georgina. <laughs> this nigga lost his mind. It's ridiculous, man. It's he ridiculous. got a George Foreman grill and all his kids named George. Ridiculous. <laughs> this guy needs therapy. That's crazy. <laughs> My dog's name is George. My cheeseburgers I make is George. Everything is George. <laughs> You seen those infomercials with George Foreman? Yeah. Y'all gonna love my burgers. Come on down and get the <laughs> Yeah. Is he, he still making a lot those? of money off of course. Of He's still making those commercials? No, not the commercials. Okay, I know he's the still making the grills. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't need to make them anymore. Those, they, they sell he made themselves. a lot of money off of those. Oh my God. Made my ass. Mm-hmm. Ma- he's still making. Yeah. I'm gonna make one. What do you get? Ty Jones Ty, Grill? Ty's mm-hmm. Grills? That'd mm-hmm. be fire. That'd be mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gonna be like a deep fryer in a. You know, a grill at the same time. Oh, what if you do the air fryers? I know you was you was talking about the air fryers. A little timer on, on it. Yeah. Once the, once the, the the food is done, it'll be like, hey. I <laughs> <laughs> have to do it. You have to do it. Oh, we know the fries done because once we hear that noise, we know we get them <laughs> get them fries out that grease. That's where the money is at, though. Like using your likeness on products, right? Hmm. Yeah, right. Imagine yeah. if yeah, that, yeah. Use your likeness on products that people use all the time. That you know. Mm-hmm. Start making condoms, fucking <laughs> Nike Air rubbers. <laughs> Maybe people will start using them. Right. That was funny. I think I got them OGs. <laughs> I got the Jordan Seven uh, Magnums. So. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Uh, today is Father's Day. All right, we have a father here with us, Todd Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day to you. Appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate All it. Right. Thank you. But what he and probably a lot of people don't realize is the disparity in regards to how much money is spent on Father's Day versus Mother's Day. And I caught a little article. It says Father's Day. Um, first of all, before I get into that, I want to thank all the fathers today for being yeah. a, being a pillar in households all across America. Your yeah. le- your leadership is very needed, and and it's it's pivotal. Like if you look at the prison population, most of them have one main statistic in or in uh and they have one main statistic that sticks out, and they didn't a lot of them have fathers. fathers. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them did not have fathers in the home. Yeah, um, which is extremely unfortunate. All mm-hmm. right, but here's the deal. Um. In U.S. in the U.S. average, the average amount spent on gifts per uh, for dad this weekend is expected to reach one hundred and thirty five dollars. I guess per gift. 
says the National Retail Federation, with total spending expected to reach $15.5 billion. By contrast, America spent an average of 186 on Mother's Day, uh, days present in th- this year for a total of $23.6 billion, uh, says the, NR- the NRF. What is that? National? Uh, yeah, I guess that's just the average for how much spent. Yeah, I don't know. It, what what's the, the NRF, NRF though? For? We need to figure out what that stands for. Yeah, says the NRF. I can look Let that up. Do my job. <laughs> type some stuff in. Yeah, it's not the NRA. It's not the National. I Rifle thought that's what you were going. National like, Retail. How they got that, that kind of data? National Retail Federation. <laughs> there you go. Oh, National yeah, Retail. That makes. Yeah, they shorted it up. Um, okay. But yeah, but you know, you you seen a lot of posts today, like Dad. I I want. I love my dad so much. I want to thank you so much for paying my way through college and making everything so great for me and my siblings. Here goes some tube socks. <laughs> what is initials on it? <laughs> yeah, this is the most oddball gifts, man. I and mean, look, it's the thought that counts. I get it, right? Yeah. But you know, that thought also mattered when your mom got a fucking Mercedes for Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. And your dad got some cigarettes and some tube socks. The thing is, I think that like Father's Day, Mother's Day mm-hmm. are supposed to be for like the cheesy gifts. Right, know? right. Yeah. But it seems like only the fathers give the cheesy gifts. Oh, yeah. True. The moms, mm-hmm. they get hooked up, man. Yeah. yeah. But dads, we get. Yeah. I didn't get nothing today. <laughs> I didn't get anything. Hey, women get better gifts on Valentine's Day than fathers get on Father's Day. <laughs> That's <laughs> they get, crazy. They get rings. They show fucking commercials. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> yeah, they get all, get it all. But for me, like, on these type of holidays, I prefer not to get anything. I feel you, yeah. Because, like, just... My birthday is the only holiday that shouldn't matter. I feel you. Yeah. Everything else is made up. So right. that's real. Yeah. I seen a um, little baby. I don't. I forget what his girl's name is, mm-hmm. but um, it it went viral on Twitter because mm-hmm. she hooked him up. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I guess his girl got him like it was like a spa treatment, massage. You seen it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. A whole band out there. Yeah. It was a girl like what? in a bubble. In the oh, swimming pool, she what? was just doing flips. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. What was this today? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's cool. It's really thoughtful. I mm-hmm. think I, I think you would be surprised if you really do something great for your husbands or for your boyfriends or your dads, like how much they would trip them out because they don't ever expect it. Yeah. They don't expect shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got you some cigarettes, Dad. Yeah. I think they're I think <laughs> I think dads are just so used to being the being the breadwinners that you yeah. know it's like you know what do I get my dad you know but I think something yeah. like that like what the girl did with little baby mm-hmm. like I don't know how much money it costs it probably costs a lot but just the thought that she put into it was I don't know, you know man. worth we, more than the money we got to be more progressive than that we can't just assume the man is the breadwinner now you know we live in this new society so we have to understand that women are you know they're moving the needle also yeah. so but that still doesn't mean you need to get your man some tube socks. Okay. Yeah. If you're a lawyer, why are you buying your man two stops? That's not right. <laughs> yeah. That's foul. <laughs> Little baby, what was he saying? Was he like, I can't. No. Well, oh, I didn't see a video of him. She just oh. showed it. She yeah, just everything that she was doing. Oh, yeah. Okay. He'd be like, you know, I really appreciate this for real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Shout out to the fathers once again. Um, Happy Father's Day. Enjoy your day. And tomorrow, um, everything will be the same again. You will have to get up and go to work and um, use those new socks to put your boots on on oh, top damn. of them and work 15-hour shifts. <laughs> so, yeah, enjoy it. Living the life right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure anybody has been following the story 
um, is well aware of the whole J. Cole situation and the rapper No Name. Um, yeah, and you see why her name is No Name. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. J. Cole, um, I don't want to, you know, come off, uh, you know, one-sided, but this is just the gist of it. Basically, there is a rapper named No Name who's a lyricist, a female rapper. Um, she's dope, though. She's pretty dope. I'll give her that. Um, but she tweeted something, and it was the energy of basically stating, you know, uh, niggas be rapping their whole albums be about the black plight, but you can't even get a tweet from them during, you know, X and whatever situation, right? Don't quote me on that, but that's pretty much the gist of what she said. Um, and then after that, she had tweeted some other things, but she was deleting them also. Mm-hmm. Um, and J. Cole responded with a song called Snow on the Bluff, and he basically was saying in that song, you know, look, you know, I don't let this college degree fool you. Um, I'm of average intelligence. You know, you may know more than I do. You come off as a person who was raised in this. So he basically what he did is, is in that song was saying, hey, look, there's no need to attack someone that wants the same thing as you. You know, <laughs> help me is what yeah. he was saying. He was saying, help me. Yeah. And, you know, the Internet went crazy. You know, people don't have shit to do when they come out to J. Cole, man. Yeah, they bored. Huh? Yeah, they bored, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just looking for you know some type of conflict. Yeah, making mm-hmm. stuff up. We're not making it up, but you know, trying to entertain themselves because I believe that J Cole gave her an even bigger platform to preach what she was preaching. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Because yeah. if he didn't make the song, I barely learned about No Name after the song. Yeah, after I started doing research and stuff. So I believe that he gave her a bigger platform, and people were people were taking it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's not so much people taking the wrong way; they are, but it's just people want something to get their blood their blood pressure up right now. They don't got shit going on, so like, oh, they went at Jake Hall, and he responded, and then now the people attacking him, saying, you know, you know, patriarchy, and he's trying to tell you know a woman to watch black woman to watch her tone, and he didn't say any of that. <laughs> yeah, he didn't say any of that, and and the, the funny thing about it too is then you got Chance the Rapper popping up. With this raggedy ass tweet, basically calling out J. Cole saying, oh, men taking an L again for, you know, don't expect black women to spoon feed you. It's like, dude, shut up. (laughs) I think think the people are masking their hate for J. Cole as support for no name. That's the problem. Not to mention whenever you're great at something, people are just going to hate you. That's that's the point of all of it. When you become really great at something, you could just focus on that, be peaceful, and people will still fucking hate you. But look, people hated Jesus Christ. That is all the fucking, that is all the proof that you need that people are going to hate you. Mm-hmm. And J. Cole binds his business. That's what he does. I've never seen him. And who's the only one he's really had any issues with? Has it been anyone? Diggy Simmons. Diggy? You're full of shit. Man. I'm serious. <laughs> really? Yeah. What did Diggy say, man? Uh, I th- well, J. Cole had talked about like smashing his sister, and then Diggy, oh, Diggy yeah. had threw some shots at him, and oh, it wasn't bad. like it wasn't like a big deal. But you can't get you can't get mad at somebody for saying smash your sister, man. That's just like she that's her business. It ain't none of your business, man. Yeah. You yeah. I smash your sister in your bedroom? You're like, yo, come on, man. <laughs> all right, that's crossing the line. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I drunk all your juice when I got done. You were like, yo, this nigga spitting. <laughs> oh funny. man. But I think I think what the annoying thing about it for me is that we we as black men, like we have this stigma attached to us that we don't like to express ourselves or we can't be vulnerable or any of those things. And then when someone does it, when J. Cole does it and he just expresses how he feels about 
um, this whole situation in this totality and basically like, um, you know, saying he's not that smart and basically almost dissing himself in a sense. Yeah. Um, and then he gets attacked for that. So it's like he's in a lose-lose situation, which is annoying to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, you consider I'm going to his Twitter right now. I'm not a big fan of Twitter. Uh, fuck. I got, I got to follow him to see his tweets. Is that how that works? No. You don't? Just go he to might his. not have his. He might have. I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. I went to J. Cole's. Uh, Eddie's not very tech-savvy guy, so I, I take am, a beat. I am. I mean, but fuck. I don't fuck with Twitter. So they should name, name, change the name of Twitter to Clusterfuck. Twitter is the <laughs> easiest thing to navigate. Okay, now I got it. Brother. I got it. I got it. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Um, after he made the song, he said, morning. I stand behind every word of that song that I dropped last night. And then the next tweet, I haven't done a lot of reading and I don't feel well equipped as a leader in these times, but I do a lot of thinking and I appreciate her and others like her because they challenge my beliefs. And I feel that in these times, that's important. OK, so he's given this is gratitude. That's what he that also is. tweeted her song out. Yeah. This guy is giving you a platform to see this is the problem with that. J. Cole, like he owned her in a way and not like literally, but he owned her in a way that she came in him with negative energy when she never had to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I think a lot of what she's got going on is the fact that she she's a she's a great lyricist for one. But there's not really a lane like that for like women in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like you look at J. Cole and Kendrick. Right. Mm-hmm. Where is that lane in where women in hip hop, black women in hip hop that are lyricists? There's some, but they not they're not at the top. Mm-hmm. Like J. Cole and Kendrick. It's been mm-hmm. that, that three-headed monster for a while. J. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have that with female lyricists. Usually the biggest female rappers are all like, I'm not gonna say they caricatures, but they like, you know, the Cardi B's or the Nicki Minaj or the fucking Meg the Stallion. Those are the biggest mainstream artists. Mm-hmm. But it's not a lot of women that make it as mainstream artists as straight lyricists. Because Rhapsody is dope, but she's not at the top of that, you know, she's not well known as she should be. Yeah. So if you're a person like No Name that raps more like a Rhapsody or a J. Cole, and you looking at him and you getting a little bit salty, and you're like, man, fuck J. Cole. You know, and, and it's like out of left field. Mm-hmm. Then you're gonna attack him just because you look at his success and you're like, yo, I could go bar for bar with this guy. Why am I not the one that's successful? Yeah. That happens to people. They look at other people's success and say, why not me? Mm-mm. That's where you mess up at. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay in your lane. <laughs> know your role, you know, and if it happens to blow up for you, right. so be it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I actually, as you were saying that, I kind of thought that I got this train of thought to where she may have, she may have done that strategically. Who knows? Yeah. To get him to say something. True, but she probably did it out of frustration, also not expecting him to respond because he is J. Cole. Just like if you say something about Jay-Z, you think Jay-Z's gonna respond to everybody? No. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z, and you know, J. Cole can pull off the Jay-Z thing where she says something about him, whatever, and he's just like, I'm not gonna respond. And then she would go away. But now it's gonna be worse for her. I'm gonna let yeah, I'm gonna let you you got a thought. Hold on to that. Uh, <laughs> now it's gonna happen with no name. Is people going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that girl. I forgot her name. She went to J. Cole a couple years ago. Yeah, that girl. Damn, what's her name? That's mm-hmm. what happens when you do shit like this. You get a hot moment. Mm-hmm. You, all you're doing is something that's going to give you a hot moment. And once that shit cools down, your shit's extinguished. That's not good. Mm-hmm. So I, my, my thought was maybe J. Cole 
has heard her stuff before. 100%. And he knew that, okay, okay, I can I can give her some of a platform. Because 100%. he's not going to respond to somebody that's not not doing much exactly. or that is sorry. Exactly. He's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah. I think um, I don't I don't know if that like the first one was as calculated, but definitely that rebuttal. Right. She was like, oh, I could use this as an opportunity to you mm-hmm. know get my name out there. Because like you said, I hadn't heard about her before any of this popped off. And, and then when I did hear her song, I was like, oh, she can actually rap. Um, but it was like very timely. Like she knew like, OK, this is my opportunity. I, it reminded me of like Eminem and uh, Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. when it was yeah. like, you know, Machine Gun Kelly just used it as a platform to, you know, obviously get a disc record off but then he dropped the ep or whatever like five days later so it's like mm-hmm. i think she did something similar in that. yeah you gotta you know stay ready so you gotta get ready yeah 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 and uh i'll read off uh chance the rappers um what's this how many days ago did he put this shit up here god damn it see this is the problem with with this dog on twitter did he take it, <laughs> did he take it down did he take it down you can only take it down <laughs> Oh, no, here it is. It says, yet another L for men masking patriarchy and gaslighting is constructive criticism. And I thought that was fucking corny, right? For Mm -hmm. one, here's the problem with Chance the Rapper. Like I mentioned, Chance the Rapper (laughs) is masking his dislike for J. Cole as support for No Name, which is fucking whack. It's like a nigga that's cock blocking you, that acting like he ain't doing it. (laughs) Okay, you know what I'm talking about, that motherfucker that's always doing... Anyways, Mm -hmm. the problem with with Chance is, is this. Um, No Name is a rapper. If we if this is just on some rap shit, if you are subliminally dissing me or saying something, I could respond in a song because we both rappers. Right. And you talk about patriarchy. Yeah, she's a woman, but she's my equal. So I'm going to go at you like you a male rapper. So how mm-hmm. am I? How is this? Is, how am I practicing patriarchy? This yeah. doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It's just and it's the whole thing is, is you came at me for being J. Cole. I was minding my fucking business. And here, and here you come with this this wiggity whack bullshit, and now I gotta defend myself. Yeah, he really wasn't even defending himself, actually. Yeah, he was saying I, I don't know enough. I think it's just annoying because, um, like we talked about uh, last week, like you don't have to be. Everyone doesn't show their uh, their protests or their activism in the same way. Like J Cole is actually at protests. Like they got visual evidence of him at every single protest that's been happening. Um, but since he didn't tweet, like, you know, he's getting, you know, a a rant by no name that doesn't really make any sense. And I think, I just think like, you know, he uses his music for these kind of things. Um, and like he talks, he he's communicating with people on the front lines. You can see like different uh, videos and pictures of him talking to different like leaders in the community. Um, but just because he didn't tweet, like, he could get he could get yeah. it, I guess. That sound that doesn't even yeah. make sense to me. I think that's people that people say that, okay, if you're quiet, you're part of the problem. Right. You don't know <clears throat> what I'm what else I'm doing. Right. I may be quiet on Twitter on, on the on the internet, but you don't know if I just stood out here six hours protesting. Right. You don't know about mm-hmm. that. So people need to just chill out with their assumptions. Yeah. Not, not to mention it's almost like, look, I'm mad at you cuz you're not the way I want you to be. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. You you're mad at, I'm I'm mad at you cuz you're not the way I want to, want you to be. And here's another problem too is all of our forms of expression are different. 
If we're <laughs> as creators, we're we're different. Yeah. There are some people that can't really have a really great conversation, but then they can write some lyrics and put it in a song. Mm-hmm. There are some people that don't even know how to have a conversation, but if you give them a canvas and some paint and a brush, they could paint up how they feel. So yeah. how the fuck are you going to sit here and tell somebody how they should be displaying anything when that's not how creativity works? That's not how the human brain works. Yeah. Period. Also, the biggest point that we're missing is J. Cole is not really a social media person. No. Like, <laughs> and he don't even be on there like that. He'll tweet a few things. He'll post on Instagram every now and then. But it's not like he's religiously on Twitter no. talking about, you know, what's going on in the world. So yeah, I just I really don't understand it. And everyone's timing is different. Like maybe he got a whole song called George Floyd that's eight minutes and 46 seconds long. And right. it's going to be like this amazing song on his album. But. You just waiting for his album to drop. Like, I don't know. It just people just want to be mad right now. Yeah. Yeah. And what it that last tweet that she has, she deleted it. I forgot exactly what she oh, she put Queen talk, right? <laughs> like he, he said some something about the Queen's tone that I don't got it verbatim, but that's what he said in there. And he, it wasn't disrespectful at all. And then she responded in a tweet, Queen talk, and she deleted it. That's clout chasing. You weren't even thinking before you tweeted it. You mm-hmm. gotta remember whenever you have a platform, you can't just react. You gotta think. Yeah. Right? Like if let's say for example, I don't know, Top says something, does something, whatever, and I'm like, oh, I don't like this, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I just fuck Todd, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I write some bullshit up and I delete it, like, oh, that's not good. The way you really felt was put in there, and you was doing it for clout, and now you're gonna look dumb when they look yeah. back. If you really meant and stood on what you said. If you look at what J. Cole said, he says, I meant everything I put in that song. But do you really mean what you say in those tweets? Because you keep deleting them. Yeah. Hmm. J. Cole's hmm. is still up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's levels to this shit. That's what people don't understand. It's levels to everything. It's levels to content creating, whether it's YouTube, uh, podcasts, uh, rap. It's levels to all of it. And the people that make it to the highest level and maintain it, there's a reason why they do it. It's a reason how they do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a reason why Jay-Z can come out with an album right now and he's 50 fucking years old. 50 or 51, right? Mm-hmm. It's a reason why dudes like J. Cole going to be able to use their they, uh, catalog for many years. Kendrick for many years. They're going to be like them old, you know, them old rock and roll stars from like the 80s, 70s. They still can go on tour with that same music. <laughs> it's only a few rappers that can do that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, when did J. Cole drop that song? What day was it? Oh, fuck. I don't even know. Don't music is normally dropped on... New music is normally dropped on Fridays. Okay. Yeah. That song was dropped on a random Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, yeah. Which is even more proof that he's looking out for her. Mm. People yeah. don't drop music. It's, J. Cole hasn't dropped anything in I don't know how long. True. Yeah. Why this song? Yeah. This put the He's trying to get that on. message out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you this know? put the spotlight on her big time. Yeah. So now what you going to do with this platform? Now, what are you going to do with this attention that you got now? If you can't find a way to leverage this attention the right way, then you're just going to have to go away now. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to just go away. Because, mm-hmm. man, I don't know. Yeah. That's, I think the craziest part for me is that people connected the dots. Like I didn't, right. like you said, I didn't know who that was, but there was some people that already knew no name. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they're probably fans of J. Cole, and they just connected it, and then mm-hmm. it just went viral after that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. But it's just, it's, I think there's so many different variables. It's not saying that everything I'm saying is correct, but you got to understand when you look at artists like No Name, Rasp, uh, Rhapsody, uh, Kendrick, J. Cole, all them, they pretty much make the same music. Mm-hmm. But if you are a person that's like J. Cole, kind of, if you're No Name and you're like, yo, I make the same shit, my shit hotter than his. Like you start, what happens is this is the problem with people. And this is how we talked about successful haters and how it happens. I don't want to call her a successful hater, but could be. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> you start comparing yourself to these people when, you, when you're not worrying about what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And this was just unsolicited nonsense. It started off as nonsense. You're, mm-hmm. you're adding. And she didn't really just add him. He felt like it was towards him. So he responded. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. Why would you go yeah. at somebody like I want to be close to them people. I don't want to be talking shit to them. And yeah. if I disagree with something, I'll inbox them directly. Like, if I got a problem with you, I'm not going to put it on Twitter. I'm going to put it in your inbox. Like, hey, man, like you could be doing more with your platform. Why aren't you doing this? And if you respond directly to, to me, there's no need for no beef, no feud, no nothing. Yeah. But you want to go to Twitter, I could put this in a song. So. Mm-hmm. I also, I think that, you know, we, we talked about it, like relating it to like to to what people were saying. Jeff Bezos should right. do with their money or Warren Buffett or whatever. Right. It's like they earn that money outright and they have the right to do whatever they want to with that 100%. money. Like it's not for me as a person just sitting in this room doing a podcast to tell some billionaire what to do with their money. Right. And the same thing with these platforms. It's not for me as a normal human being to tell J. Cole or Kendrick what they should be doing with their platform. That's their their job. You can say like, hey, I wish... Mm-hmm. J. Cole would say something or I wish Kendrick would drop a song, but at the same time, like they they have the right to do whatever they want to with their and they never mm-hmm. have steered us wrong. That's nah, the bad part. Is nah. like J. Cole always has timely records about, you know, what's going on in the world. Same with Kendrick. So I don't understand like why we couldn't just be patient. Because I'm sure it. there was something coming. That's that's the content you gotta be patient. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. Todd knows this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You can't just be like, oh, I feel this way. I'm going to put it out. Boom. Because it could be yeah. some bullshit. Some yeah. people take time. They need to marinate on what they're creating yeah. in order to put out a quality product. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's certain business ventures me and Keith are getting involved in. And we like, no, nah, we got to do this right. I don't want nobody knowing about this till I get this down mm-hmm. the right way. Because yeah. I don't want to misrepresent what I'm doing or what I'm trying to put out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for Christ's sake, that could be the case. Kendrick might not come out till something till next fucking year. Yeah. Somebody um, tweeted um, Punch, who's like, I guess he's like the one of the execs at TDE. Uh-huh. And it was like, yo, we need a record from Kendrick right now. And then he was just, he just responded like, nah, y'all not worthy. <laughs> and not in the sense of like he's above all of this, but it's like he probably felt like the way that y'all are treating J. Cole for you yeah. know putting out a message, like y'all don't deserve like those kind of artists right nah, now. Nah, nah. Trying to cancel J. Cole, that don't even make sense. If Marvin Gaye was alive, they would fucking cancel. <laughs> where's another? I mean, you said what's going on, but where's the other song? We need another song, man. <laughs> motherfuckers is full of shit. That's the problem with the world too. I, the average motherfucker is just full of shit. Yeah, just a bunch of social like social media ran down people. Mm-hmm. I'll make this last this last statement before we move on. Um, you got something you want to say right now? Hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Um. Imagine you're in a room, right? Imagine if you're worth six billion, another guy's worth twenty billion, another guy's worth seventy-five billion, and then there's one guy in there that's worth like five hundred and twenty billion dollars, right? Yes, you're all successful, but do you think there's no type of resentment or 
you know, hate towards a guy that's worth 500 plus billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're successful, but you're you're looking at it from a totally different level. It's a very skewed. You have a very skewed view of success because you see someone else's and that's bothering you. And I think that might be one of the uh, one of the uh, variables, I guess you can say, in this situation. Could be not saying it is, but it's a possibility. Mm -hmm. There's that. All right. Switching gears. Uh, the Ford releases a Bronco on O.J. Simpson's birthday, right? Uh, but uh, they decided <laughs> to move the Bronco reveal to July 13th after after it realized the original date of July 9th was O.J. Simpson's birthday. Uh, Simpson's famously led police on a low-speed chase through Los Angeles in his white Ford Bronco in 1994. A low-speed chase is funny. <laughs> yeah, I, Why I, I they throw that in there? <laughs> Because it was a low speed chase. Yeah. You, like me and Todd are old enough, but you. I were, mean, I remember, I'm just saying the term low speed chase. Yeah. I never heard that before. You were like two, man. Yeah. There's <laughs> a video, though. They have YouTube. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They didn't have YouTube back then. <laughs> they have it now. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching it live and it was it was happening during the during the playoffs, in the NBA playoffs. It was the finals. It was the, the, the Houston versus somebody else. I could be wrong, but it was, it was Houston. Um, to make a long story short, um, this is proof that these companies understand the history of what they're doing. They they were releasing it on OJ's birthday because they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. Damn, somebody got a muscle car. You hear that shit? <laughs> this is a... <laughs> must be OJ. Um, <laughs> yeah, these companies are well aware. They're very cognizant of, of what they put out and where they put their marketing money and what they're doing. And they have all these big figures at these companies that... Um, they jot shit down. Hey, this would be a good idea. Hey, this would be a good. They don't put out a commercial until they've psychoanalyzed everything in it. They put all their marketing money towards it. So these motherfuckers knew what they were doing. They knew mm-hmm. exactly what they were doing. They knew exactly yeah. what they were doing. <laughs> who, who wouldn't be talking about the Ford Bronco if they didn't do that? Yeah. True. So true. They're genius. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I ain't gonna front. I thought it was genius too. I was like, on OJ's birthday. Damn. Yeah. It's two things. It's very genius and very cheap. It's very cheap when you have to, you know, look at the history of a murder and do that. Like, that's not cool. Like, where does it where does it stop? Yeah. Like, well, right now we're selling a Harvey Weinstein's boat. You'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, where does it stop? That's the problem. Yeah. Like, we, we don't we don't want to use a, a horrible event to sell something. Right? Yeah. But the, I think even introducing reintroducing the car is like. I think that's the worst part of it because the Bronco is only associated with OJ. And not too many people have like memories of the car outside of like that, that low speed chase. I would disagree with that. I think the Ford Bronco, like back in the day, Mm -hmm. those things are classic. Not because OJ made them a classic. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you go like, if you don't take the year that OJ had, but like go further back. Yeah. Those are some pretty dope classic cars. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. They are. Yeah, it but did. I think OJ uh, gave it the stamp of approval. <laughs> <laughs> he gave it the stamp of murder. <laughs> and people are infatuated with history. We're history yeah. buffs. We watch the History Channel. We watch all this other shit. And you know that OJ ran away from the police where he really wasn't fucking running. And he's on a low-speed chase. That's fine. And it's like, okay, you start to connect these things. And I guarantee you, I bet you right now, the number one selling Bronco... Is going to be a white Ford Bronco. 
I guarantee you that'll be the number one selling Bronco will yeah. be a white Ford Bronco. I've seen one. And even now, I, I, when I'm on the freeway and I'm at work and I see a Ford Bronco, I'll be like, oh, O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Just subconsciously. You just yeah. think about O.J. He took over the brand. You took it over, man. Yeah. I think they need to write O.J. Simpson a check. <laughs> <laughs> they will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you hear O.J. pop up. He's like, if it wasn't for me, uh, they wouldn't be selling cars like they're selling them now. I think that the crazy part is, is that that I think they put so much effort into the marketing and stuff that True. they knew that they were always going to move the date. Right. But they put it out or they put the information out on that date. They mm-hmm. waited till Twitter went crazy. And then mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my bad. Let me move it over, you know, a few weeks. Hmm. All according to plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ac- I, ref- I refuse to believe that this was done on accident. It was done on purpose and they knew what they were doing and they knew that social media would take it to another level. Yeah. And. I had no idea that the car was coming back out until yeah until this happened. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, ultimately, I think what it is is they figured they can't lose either way. Even releasing this car alone would have got a lot of news. Yeah, just releasing the fucking car. It's also my bad. It's also Ford. They're, the company is doing very bad right now. <laughs> the only thing we got to look forward to is electric F one fifties and then um, the Ford Bronco. So. They're going to start changing in their marketing strategy. It's going to be like, come on down to Ford. Get you a new Bronco. We'll even throw in this, right? And then the next one will be like, come on down to Ford. We'll get you a Bronco. We'll give you a hug. We'll give you $300. And then the next one will be like, come on down to Ford. We'll suck your dick. Doing anything to sell a Ford. Man, I'm telling you, Ford going to be like, come on, man. I'll suck your dick, man. Please get a car. Please. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Ford is actually the standard in trucks, though, now. At one time, it wasn't. One they're time, the standard in trucks? I would say they're the standard in trucks. I, I mean, their company is doing bad well, financially. They, yeah, so, I'm talking know. about the just the engineering of the truck. Oh, yeah. yeah. At least, I don't know about actually now, but I know yeah. for years they were the... Not yeah. now. They, yeah. they haven't even made a new like any new vehicles. They're, oh, wow. They put all their effort into releasing this uh, this new electric F-150, which is coming out. Ford need to come out with a podcast about how why they suck so bad. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's all bad. Yeah, things are really fucked up here. <laughs> uh, I'm over here talking to Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I think you, your cars are really bad. You need to do something about it. <laughs> Release the Bronco. <laughs> is your uh, Tesla still still in the wings or still on the way? It's still, oh, yeah, it's super truck. That's crazy. Yeah, the cyber yeah. cyber truck. Cyber truck. Cyber cyber truck. I, I'll tell you what. It, it. I mean, man, these motherfuckers. Every time we start podcasting, we <laughs> it don't I, matter where you at in Bakersfield. Yeah, you're gonna hear these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, saving lives. Um, that cyber truck. It. It's. It's not that it looks bad, but it just doesn't. It just looks so different. I would need to like wait and see it on the road for I a while. I think what I got from Todd is he like turning heads. I've been watching your video because <laughs> like, it looks so different. Yeah. That's what makes it so yeah. cool. To me. That that cyber truck looks like a box of raisin bran. I don't know, man. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's not nice, yeah. you know. I just yeah. before we start the podcast, I talked about how much I fucking hated coleslaw. Yeah. I hate yeah. coleslaw, but that doesn't mean you don't like it. You Maybe just, you're weird. I don't know. You just but, gotta have the right coleslaw in the right, yeah. in the right form. <laughs> 
I'm not a big fan either, but once I had it in the right form, it, it was mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah, I might say, look, I'm not a huge fan of the Cybertruck, but then fucking Ty rolls up in it. I'm that like, might, hey, might look nice. Hey, <laughs> man, I like this shit. This yeah. is nice. Because the IA was cool, and then Ty pulled up, and I was like, well, let me start saving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still got the IA? I sold it. Oh, I thought you posted a video. Yeah, I sold it, I man. It's out of here. Oh, wow. Why yeah. you get a good deal? You don't got to give the number. Uh, I. <laughs> I got out of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the craziest thing is that um, I had seen that commercial, like because I seen a truck that pulled. What is that that company called that you sell the cars? Oh, uh, Carvana. Carvana. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I seen that commercial, but you were the first person that I seen mm-hmm. like that used it. So I was like, oh, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You ever been by? Uh, drove by one of their pl- their their like the home station? Yeah, it's like a big vending machine. Yeah. It's really? Crazy. Yeah. Like, where is it? L.A. Yeah, they have them all over, but that's the one I see all the time is in Riverside. The Riverside. one I see, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty been cool. a machine for cars. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But no, they had the they gave me the best deal for it. So yeah, oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was just time to get out of that thing. That shit didn't have no miles on it, did it? Not really. Not I got it. It had like thirty four thousand miles on it. I put like five thousand miles on it. Oh my god! In over a year. That was a Bakersfield car then. Yeah, so I, really it was it. in the garage mostly. Yeah. And maybe a road trip every now and again, but I didn't oh, wow. drive it that much. You didn't have to do a whole bunch of maintenance and shit either because you never I, drove it. No, I didn't. Wow. I didn't. Mm-hmm. That's, That's cool crazy. though, man. It was a really nice car. And then you, you're just waiting on the Cybertruck? I'm not I'm not waiting on anything right now. Oh, um, I'm really <laughs> just, you know, getting smarter financially. Oh, that's, hey, go. I get it. I yeah. get you. And, That's fine. And mm-hmm. that, that was one of my first steps to, um, you know, gaining better, got making it. better financial decisions. Yeah. You know? got That's it. cool. That's cool. You so, got to do what you got to you know, do. Like, you don't have to explain it, that it, to the podcast. People, <laughs> they understand. But it's good for them to hear it, though. Yeah, somebody right. that, you know, got it and was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. You t- yeah, and for me, it. like, I feel like I had to get it, though, because right. I had to, you know, let I didn't have to let people know, but I had to let people know that. This is where I'm at. Yeah. But now that I can go, okay, I've, I've done that. Let's mm-hmm. move on to something else. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Yeah, you know, I think what's dope too is it's um, you're a guy that really drove that truck 20 times more than you drove that car. Mm-hmm. Just because you like the truck. That's mm-hmm. what you really like. You got the I 8, and then you said, like, I like it, but it's like, I just don't always enjoy being in it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, look, that was a good deal. Me, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big car guy. Mm-hmm. I actually like older vehicles also. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. Yeah. So easy to work on. These yeah. new ones, it's too much, it's too much bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's too, you can't even work on them yourself, man. They mm-hmm. made it to where you got to go and pay for maintenance. Mm-hmm. But my old truck, I could rip the motor out that motherfucker and put another one in it. Yeah. Yep. And a transmission. Yeah. yeah. And finding yeah. the parts is super easy. It's super easy, man. That truck, because I, I have, I don't know if the listeners know, I have a 1994 Chevy Silverado, um, and that shit's easy as hell to work on. And Todd, you got a, what year is that one? You got uh, the C10? 1966. 66 C10. C10? Yeah. That My shit's baby. nice, though. It's, Thank you. It's nice, man. He, he pulled that motor out, swapped it out. You put a 5.3 Vortec in it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it was a 5.3 Vortec because you turned it on. I was like, man, what you got in there? <laughs> I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds good, though, man. Yeah. No, I love that thing. Um, yeah. So, but I had to move on. Yeah, that's cool. This this is all off of the Ford Bronco. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's what happens when you're talking. Yeah. Another uh, thing about before you uh, t- no, switch gears, um, uh-huh. whenever you're like getting these new vehicles, uh-huh. 
Just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> just, just don't get new vehicles. You'll waste so much money. I believe it. Yeah, I believe you, it because of the interest and yeah. You know, it, I, I'm not a fan of it either. But it's just mm-hmm. it's less. You don't have to worry about it breaking down and shit. But you know, because I have a, a 2017 Altima, I don't really drive it at all. Mm-hmm. I just have it just you know when I need to go long trips and shit. Yeah. But preferably, I'd rather have an old car. Mm-hmm. Like, I rather, like, the car that I can get, but people keep trying to rip me off is uh, I wanted a Firebird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I seen one that was an 80, was it 85? I think it was 84. It looked pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was well kept, but shit breaks down on it. You just got to take everything out and get another motor, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might have to get a crate motor or something. Yep. So. With the um, with the Teslas, do they do you think those hold their value a little bit more than most other cars, or is it the same? I think they're about the same. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit better because you don't have all the mechanical problems right. that you could possibly have with a regular car. But yeah, I think a car is a car. Yeah, yeah. If you don't pay cash for it, you're gonna end up losing a lot of money. Ah, I agree. Damn. And the thing about it with Tesla, what's cool is, is you know, once the battery get bad, you just go back to Walmart. Get some, I'm dead. You can get some get double A's. Some <laughs> swipe that shit out. That information uh, is false, guys. Yeah. I remember uh, when I was in L.A., some dude cut me off in a Tesla, and then he flipped me off after cutting me off. Mm-hmm. And he had the most Skinniest, scrawniest fingers. Like this guy had to be a fucking vegan or something. Or vegetarian. <laughs> I'm thinking like this guy is like. Cer- there's a certain subculture that loves Tesla. I would yeah. say it's more of the nerdy guys, right? Mm-hmm. Tesla's a good car. Doesn't mean you got to be a nerd to get it. But I noticed like I seen the reveal, mm-hmm. and the reveal was just like, oh my god, this has got so many megawatts, man. I've <laughs> never seen a car like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tech, man. Yeah. It's, it's technology, man. It's the yeah. first car with the Snapdragon processor. <laughs> 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 Myself, I love tech, so yeah, yeah. it just falls in right in line with the stuff that I like. Oh, yeah. But quick Tesla story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in my old truck one day. Mm-hmm. I ran out of gas. Oh, wow. I'm on the side of the road. Everybody's passing by me. Uh-huh. There is this one Tesla. I could just feel him looking at me uh-huh. with this smug smirk <laughs> on his face. Because he doesn't have to worry about gas. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. yeah he ain't got to worry about gas, but all you need is one big cup of water. <laughs> I wish I had that cup to throw out. It's like, oh, no, wait, wait, you're ruining my megawatts. Please, don't do it. No car washing. Don't pour Gatorade on that. Don't do that. Nah. That's funny. In all seriousness, though, uh, Tesla's make, they make great vehicles. I've heard a lot of really good things about them. Yeah. Um, that Cybertruck, I don't know. When are they supposed to come out? Next year or the year after? God damn. So we got we got some ways to wait, especially now with Corona. So it might get pushed back even yeah, more. Yeah, they push up, Yeah, they're fucking huge on the inside. I seen those reviews. Mm-hmm. They are big on the inside. Yeah. The Cybertruck. Yeah, and the seats are like way spaced out. Mm-hmm. That that inside of that truck is so big that you would um that it fits mm-hmm. under the uh, coronavirus. Uh, pro, uh, I'm dead. It's more than six foot away. <laughs> Each seat is fucking six foot away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> you do not need to wear a mask in the fucking Tesla. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Elon mm-hmm. Musk is a wild man, man. Yeah, I want to meet him one day. But he fucked up though. He hit it. He was. They hit the window with like a, some kind of rock or something, saying the windows don't crack, and then it cracked it. You seen that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a, you think you know, that was planned? I think. I don't think that was planned. Yeah. No. But I think that was an early prototype. So, yeah. That's what know, happens. Stuff happens. 
That's what happens, man. Anything Elon Musk does is like a, an event, though. So I feel like it was just more promotion for the truck, brought yeah. more awareness to it. Yeah, it's like smoking weed on Joe Rogan. Like, oh yeah. Then they then he get he got chastised for that. Then they like some type of like the company's uh, the stock went the down. Stock went down. Yeah, time. but at the same time, it was just more attention. So yeah. just, I just think it's weird. People are weird. Like I don't even smoke weed, but if him smoking weed does not change how I feel about the product. Yeah. Like if he was smoking crack, that's a different thing. Like Elon smokes crack. I don't trust. <laughs> I don't trust shit Elon has to say because he was smoking crack in public. But if it was just fucking weed, yeah. it don't bother me that bad. Yeah. People like to be fake mad at yeah. a lot of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Switching gears. Um, uh, there was a cop. The uh, yeah, female. Yes, it was, it was a woman crying. She had to be a cop at McDonald's for receiving slow service. Let me go ahead and run that down here. Keith sent me the leak. Let me go ahead and just listen to it here. Here it is. Crap. All oh, the volume's down. Hold on. Let me run it back so I can hear her crying the whole video. <laughs> I decided to come to the McDonald's at Love's on the Ford Avenue exit. And I waited in line to get my food. I had already done my mobile order so that, you know, people don't pay for my stuff because... I just always like to pay for it myself. But I'm on my way home from work. Um, when I pull up to the window, they hand me my receipt. So I go to the second window to get my food. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And so the girl comes to the window and asks me what my order was. I repeat my order and my coffee. Um, order, and they asked me to pull up because my food's not ready. It's uh, an English muffin meal with a hash brown and coffee. And I mean, I hadn't eaten since uh, probably about, I mean, I've been up for a very long time, but I haven't eaten in a while, so I was kind of hungry. And I'm still waiting, and I'm still waiting. And they asked me to pull up. So I pull up forward, and I'm uh, a girl comes out with my coffee and just the coffee and she hands it to me and I have my window down and that's all she hands me is the coffee so I told her I said don't bother with the food because right now I'm too nervous to take it it doesn't matter how many hours I've been up it doesn't matter what I've done for anyone Right now, I'm too nervous to take a meal from McDonald's because I can't see it being made. I don't know what's going on with people nowadays, but please, just give us a break. Please, just give us a break. I don't know how much more I can take. I've been in this for 15 years, and I've never, ever had such anxiety about waiting for McDonald's drive through food. So just have a heart. I mean, we can't stomach anymore. You got a couple of seconds. <laughs> okay, first of all, uh, make some at home. Uh, <laughs> um, here's my take on it. You're making the assumption that because you got slow service, that it's because you're a cop, right? That one, that's an assumption, right? Mm-hmm. Two, why would you assume that the person there is doing it? Like, for one, what, what was the ethnicity of the person that was serving you? Right. Is that a factor in how you feel about it? I'm not saying it is, but is it? We have to we have to look at all all sides of this. Right. 
Why would you feel that? And then you got coffee. What if it's just an incompetent McDonald's workers? You know how many times I've been to McDonald's and they've been like, did you order the milkshake? No, motherfucker, I ordered the hamburger. <laughs> so it could be an incompetent worker and her anxiety could be what's making her feel that way. You got a bunch of people that's like, this is wrong, what they're doing to our cops and blue lives matter. I can't believe they would do this. Look here, man, don't jump out the window and just buy anything. What makes me sick is there was a FedEx worker, it was a black man, that came out with a video that's kind of comparable to this, but he was crying because he got spit on and got called a nigger, right? And then I looked at the comments and it says, oh my God, look at this guy race baiting. He could have just told his job and let it go. Oh my God, here we go. People <laughs> again, just complaining about racism. Like I know it exists. Just please get over it. All this <laughs> stuff, right? But then you see a cop complaining about a fucking cheeseburger from McDonald's that it came slow. And now we're supposed to be sad for her. Look here, man. Okay. This shit could be her just having an anxiety problem. I don't really see how much, I don't really see much merit to this, especially when you got to the end. Mm-hmm. Like I have never waited this long <laughs> in fifteen years. Yeah, like what do you think you, you got the fucking red carpet rolled out for you because you're a cop? Is that what the fuck the problem is? Yeah. What is what is really what's the like what is the catalyst to this? Yeah, she never really stated how long she was waiting no. to. It could have been 30 seconds, but it maybe yeah. felt like two hours to her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Yeah, part of you know, part of working at McDonald's is to get your food as fast as possible. Like right. I'm sure there was like some real issues going on, maybe backed up, or maybe like, you know, they had to get meat from the freezer or something. I've I've worked at McDonald's, so I can understand why someone would bring a meal out late. So it's just it's 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 a normal occurrence. It's not that crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I noticed too, and um I didn't see a lot of people talk about it, but at the beginning she says like she orders her food ahead of time because people pay for like they like to give her food for free or pay for her food. Mm-hmm. What? They that was in there? Mm-hmm. That's what she said mm-hmm. at the beginning. Oh, so she basically she like to pay for her food. So basically she just contradicted herself. So she's wow. like, you know, people always like take care of me and pay for my food, but I like to do do it for myself. And then she goes goes on this whole rant about how people hate her. So it's like, you know, which one is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, she wants a break. She should take that break. <laughs> Usually they roll the red carpet out for me and they give me all the hash browns that I want. But today it wasn't right and, and yeah. it's just not cool. I've been doing this for 15 years. I've been getting free hash browns for 15 years. <laughs> but today when I want to pay, <laughs> it's late. <laughs> the food's fucking late. And then I told the girl, look, I'm sorry for slavery, but can you just please give me my hash browns? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. You can, you're not gonna get a lot of sympathy for that rant. Nah, I just man. I don't get it, Mm-mm. not at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Mm-mm. Yeah, we need more context. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with these videos and all and just you know as a whole is when you release these videos, you are doing them from a very it's just a one sided view. It's like, hey, this dude told me to fuck myself for no reason, but they leave out the part that you told him to fuck himself and he responded. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the problem with these videos. This is why I don't jump out the window over them. You see, you think, like, all right, I see it like this. Mm -hmm. If this is all they're giving us, that's all we can respond to. That's true. So that's it. So if Mm -hmm. they called you the B word and that's all you got, well, maybe you're a B word. Like, we don't know. So yeah, that's all they gave us. But the, the thing about it, though, is it's there could be more there. 
So what I like to do is look at all the things they provide and figure out, you know, the opposite of them. So in this case, you say you've waited and you've waited. Now, behind that, is there an expectation? You should not go to McDonald's with an expectation besides fast service. But what you did is you went there with an expectation is not only should I get fast service, but because I'm a cop and I patrol these streets, you better have my hash browns in 50 seconds. Yeah. It's like, no. She just needs to take a break from work because she's just dealing with too much anxiety, I feel like. Yeah, and take a break from McDonald's, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 as much as we're making fun of her, I do get, like, how the current times could be, like, super 100%. stressful. 100%. Yeah. I can't take that away from her. As a cop, it's got to be a very stressful situation. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a cop that's law-abiding because you've got the microscope on you now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You've probably been doing your job right for 20 years, but now they're reviewing and nitpicking and finding things to get people out because now... You know, they're doing it for liability purposes. Yeah. They, they want to find they, they, these departments are, you know, um, looking at everybody, even if you ain't really did nothing like, OK, uh, was that a, sto- a soda you stole from the machine uh, 12 years ago? Uh, <laughs> saying you stole a soda from the vending machine. It, <laughs> you don't know what's going on in these departments. Right. Yeah. So maybe she's going through that. And then her anxiety and then the fact that she doesn't have her hash browns right now. Yeah. She, and then, you know, hey, if you're hungry, too, that can make shit worse. You ever been hungry and mad at the same time? <laughs> they call that, what they call it, hangry? Hangry, yeah. yeah. They were like, bitch, I just want my hash browns. You know, she was probably going off on people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I've never been to every single McDonald's, obviously. But normally when you place a mobile, a mobile order, there's yeah. a stall for you to park in. Mm. Why is she going through the drive-thru? Maybe that one didn't have the, the stalls. I don't know. But normally... Yeah, I, was, I, I, I checked that, too. That didn't really make sense to me. Yeah. yeah you normally don't go through the drive-thru if you have a mobile order. But, mm-hmm. hey, maybe that one was, was different. You know, in a time of, you know, attention and virtue signaling, you know, we don't know why she did it. Maybe nothing fucking happened, but she probably figured, hey, let me do this to get attention. You don't know. This- I wish that McDonald's had came out with a statement. Like, yeah. you know... Like, you know, our, you know, surveillance footage or something. And, and you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. You know how a lot of these these big companies, how they have like younger people controlling their social media now. Yeah. And you could tell by how they respond to tweets. Yeah. Imagine if, if imagine if McDonald's was posted a tweet and it said, bitch lying. That's all cap. That's all cap. She lying, B. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I know Wendy's they their social media be lit, man. Yeah. They be talking shit yeah. right back to everybody. Yeah. They on top of it. Yeah, they be like, y'all nuggets is trash. And then somebody <laughs> put, well, don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, like all the likes you see, like Wendy's like roasting them almost, and then it'd be that person like Wendy's trash on oh, God. I ain't never going back. You know, nuggets is cold and nasty. They'd be like, Well, don't come here. And it'd be like nine hundred likes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, in a nutshell, with the cop, whatever she's going through, you know, I don't want to seem like a heartless person at all. Um, I hope that, you know, that situation's rectified. Hopefully that local McDonald's, you know, tell her, hey, come to the back door. When you want to order your hash browns from now on, just come to the back door and we will walk them out to you. We will uh. give you the red carpet service for the police officer. Matter of fact, we will open a McDonald's inside of the police department so you can wake up and have hot hash browns, coffee, and we'll, load, we'll even load your magazine up and put the bullets in the magazine before you go to work. Okay? How about that? There's one place where she would never have this problem, 
And that's her, you know, favorite spot to go to, which is probably Starbucks. So she should just go to Starbucks a little bit more often. Who knows? I just I just need to know why she felt that it was slow service because she was a cop. What played a role? Right. We do understand that being a cop, you you observe everything. So what did she observe? Was there a minority behind there being slow? Is that what made her think that? Was it a white person? Was it a person saying with a shirt that said, fuck the police? What what was it that caused her to believe that she got slow service because she was a cop? That is my question. If she does not have any evidence showing that, does she just need to go shut the fuck up or go to another fucking uh, hash brown? I mean, hash brown, another McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Jeez, man. What was her name? I don't know. Yeah, we didn't get the name. Just call her Karen. <laughs> Officer Karen. Officer <laughs> <laughs> Karen. Oh man! All right, uh, switching gears. If anybody, most of you guys have noticed, uh, a lot of companies are uh, getting rid of the likeness of certain. Uh, I guess you could say mascots for the brand. And Aunt Jemima is the most recent. Aunt, Je- Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, and uh, uh, Lando Lakes took the Native American woman. Uh, off of their their the, brand, the cream of wheat one, right? The cream of wheat is the, also the other one. Okay, um, but let's let's just go into Aunt Jemima, right? And why a lot of people are like, man, they're complaining about everything and fucking Black Lives Matter ever since they came around. Now they can't even have a black woman on the goddamn pancakes. I can't eat my pancakes no more because there's no <laughs> black. Need a black woman to look at while I eat my pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry Jacks is cool too. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get uh, my recipe for the brown sugar pancakes. It's Ooh. fire. No more boxes, man. I'm gonna do boxes. <laughs> the brown sugar Straight pancakes. Oh my hey, god! Look here. look here, all pancakes matter. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not more than my brown sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Um, what in regards to Aunt Jemima, there is a very racist historical context to it. I didn't know enough about it until I did a little research, and I was like, wow. Okay. Um, Aunt Jemima is based on the common enslaved mammy archetype, a plump black woman wearing a headscarf who is devoted and submissive. Um, her skin is dark and dewy with a pearly white smile. She wears a scarf over her head and a polka dot dress with a white collar similar to the collar, a uh, common attire of the physical features of mammy um, characters through, throughout history. The term aunt is the context uh, was a southern form of address used with older enslaved people. Uh, they did not. They they were denied use of courtesy titles. A character named Aunt Jemima appeared on the stage in Washington D.C. as early as 1864. Uh, Rutt's inspiration for Aunt Jemima was Billy Curzon's American Style song "Old Aunt Jemima," written in 1875. Rutt reportedly saw a minstrel show. Okay, a minstrel show is basically people who you know they were white but they put on blackface. That's what a minstrel show is. Um, uh, featuring an old Aunt Jemima song in the fall of 1889 presented by blackface performers identified by Arthur F. Marquette as Baker and Farrell. Um, Marquette recounts the actor playing Aunt Jemima wore an apron and kerchief, kerchief and Rutt appropriated this Aunt Jemima character to market uh, pearl milling pancake mix in late 1889. So look, in regards to Aunt Jemima, uh, we look at it. We just see a black woman looks like all of our grandma, right? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like wow, she must be the best at making pancakes, right? Mm-hmm. When in actuality, it is based off of a minstrel show, which is historically extremely fucking racist. 
And the problem with these companies is, is they never changed it. It was like it, the, the, the very top of these companies knows exactly what they're doing. We just talked about the four Bronco releasing the new one on OJ Simpson's birthday. So do you think these companies that have based their companies in racism don't realize what the fuck they were doing? They know what the fuck they were doing the whole fucking time. They knew it. Okay. Um, And they they released a statement like we stand in solidarity with our black community and, you know, we're going to change. Why did it take you until 2020 to change this shit? You knew it was racist. There've been people petitioning to get on Jemima off the box for quite some time. Me, I didn't know enough. I just thought she had some fire pancakes. But <laughs> but this shit was racist as fuck. Yeah. I think um this it sucks because these are um well, I think what these people and white supremacy does is they keep these constant reminders to us that we're just like niggas, you know. Pretty much. And they got, you know, Uncle Ben and Make my Lima. pancakes. Yeah, all these people. <laughs> and then also like with the statues, they all have like this this uh the place in society to to remind us that or where we come from in a sense right, right, right. and you know i think it's as much as it's like you know we're like dang it's about time like it's also a good thing because you know it brings awareness to us as black people who didn't really know right about these situations and then um you know now we can move forward and you know it also gave us an opportunity to learn about our history because i had yeah. no idea i thought right. it was just a you know, maybe a maid or something like that. I bet but. you it was a lot of us choosing our Jemima because it was the only black woman on the pancake. So he's like, yeah. you know, let's support black businesses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went into Jay's place today and, you know, people in Bakersfield know that Jay's place is like, soul what? Food. yeah, it's, you know, soul food restaurant and whatnot. But I went in there and it was like 100 percent white staff in there. And I was just like, dang. Like, what wow. happened? You Jay want some Spurs? collard green? Dang, <laughs> <laughs> like, man. It's crazy. It looked weird in there to me, though. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I, I Look, at the end of the day, I don't know. It, could there be some truth to it? Yeah, could there not be? Mm-hmm. Maybe the Jay's place is where is it at again? It's That's out, way out in Rosedale. It's way out in Rosedale. Yeah. So what if yeah. the people that live in that area work locally? Yeah, that's true. And, so that could be a reason why it's all white yeah. staff. I mean, you know, a lot of the neighbors came there. But it shouldn't take away from the way the food tastes. But it's just funny when they'd be like, would you like some collard greens? <laughs> no, I want some collard greens. <laughs> what do you want, sir? <laughs> I said some collard greens. Um, let me see if we have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, that's just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got the cream of wheat man, which is their recall of him. Uh, the cream of wheat. Uh, Rutt's inspiration for Aunt Jemima was Billy Curzon's. Nope, actually, nope. I'm reading the same shit. My bad. It is. Oh, here it is. Cream of wheat's logo depicts a smiling black chef known as Rastas, a name that appeared in the in the Remus in the, in the Uncle Remus stories by Joel Chandler Harris, and carries a pejorative connotation for African Americans. The chef's image has appeared on criminal wheat products since the 19th century, and the character was portrayed as barely literate in the ad in 1921. So <laughs> this shit is super fucking racist, man. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I just seen a black man on criminal wheat. I'm like, yeah, another black man. Support black businesses. Yeah. <laughs> but he is a caricature. He is basically this archetype of you know what black people were Considered as these dumb underlings that, oh, but what's going on? And they put on blackface, hmm. just like they had the cartoons back in the day. Mm-hmm. And 
that's why they're getting rid of this shit. And to me, it's, am I outraged over it? I'm not outraged because I, I mean, it's, I'm just, I'm being taught a historical lesson. I yeah. didn't fucking know about this. Mm-hmm. What's in, what else is fucked up? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, it, it almost sucks because when, when we see these things, we don't necessarily see racism. No. So it's like, I don't even know how you can brand these things now. Like, what is Aunt Jemima going to be now? I don't know, man. Uh, you got to change the name? Yeah. Antoniqua. That's even worse. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Oh, shit. They're going to be like, yeah, we're changing it, guys. We're changing it for the better. Antoniqua. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Y'all thought we changed. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. Uh, yeah. You know, it was weird. Let's put things in perspective, right? Okay. You look at the historical context behind these characters or mascots that were black, right? But imagine if the role was flipped. People say, how is it racist? I know it was, it was a long time ago. You have to be careful. You don't want to invalidate people when they say something's racist when it actually is and say and act like time <laughs> resolves the issue or it's like a Band-Aid. Imagine if we had a football team named the Baltimore Caucasians. <laughs> right? What if we had a team called the Carolina Karens? They got the they got <laughs> the New York Yankees. Yeah, but look, you we live in a country hmm. where you have the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. And and it's literally a Native American man as the logo. You got the Cleveland Indians where it is a logo of an Indian man. That's hmm. crazy. We stole land from the Indians <laughs> and then named a fucking team after them. What the fuck? <laughs> This is insane. What's next? Like, I think if the world had evolved in the way that it could have, like for the worst, you would have had teams called uh, the Baltimore Blackies. You know, (laughs) this is the problem. Like, what's happening is is the racist roots of this country are being ripped from the soil. That's what's happening. The last thing you got to you got to remember the the Confederate flag is being faded out. Mm -hmm. Um, These companies are being called out for having you know these. People depicted in minstrel shows. All this shit's being plucked. Yeah, it's being plucked. We're we're starting to basically America is going through a rebrand right now. Yeah, and it's rubbing some people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do, man? I think sometimes I think there is like part of it is there's a, a few people out there that are um, genuinely against like equality, right? Like right, maybe right. a small minority, but I think. For the most part, people just hate change. And True. it doesn't matter if it's for the better or for the worse. Mm. They just don't like change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it's like, oh, we're ripping Angel Mime off the, you know, off the shelves, and it's like, like I've grown accustomed to this. I've been eating this since I was a kid. And you know, they don't even care about the historical context True. or anything. I think the smartest thing you could do right now is go out and buy a couple boxes of Aunt Jemima and frame it. This is history. Yeah. You need to take it. And before they stop selling Angel Mama's likeness. Imagine you have a box of pancake mix and you just put it in a Ziploc bag and you frame it. Yeah. And in the next 100 plus years, they're going to see like, yo, that shit was racist, bro. We got away from that 100 years ago. Hmm. What about Mrs. Butterworth, Buttersworth? Miss Butterworth was a thick white woman. Oh, uh, she white? She white? She had a big booty. No, I thought she was black. I don't black. know. I'm just fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no fucking idea. I think she I just turned brown because of the syrup inside, yeah. the, inside yeah. of the bottle. Might have been, so, yeah. yeah. Then she becomes clear when you're all done. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> 
Yeah, yeah. Is she white? What is she, Miss Butterfield? I don't know. I, I'm just. I was waiting on something from her because they, they've been, you know. But she's not canceling a, everybody. Yeah, you can't cancel Miss Butterworth. It'll be fucked up if all of a sudden they say Miss Butterworth was a slave owner. I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> can't even have you can't even have syrup no more. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Oh, they trying to get Miss Butterworth out of there too. No, you know way. That's nah. what they say. What does it say? Let me see. That, that, that Mrs. Right. Butterworth, Uncle Ben's, Colgate, and more brands consider changes after Andromeda. Colgate? How? What the fuck did Colgate do? I don't know. <laughs> what? There's no way. <laughs> it's a long little article here. I won't read it, but yeah. But I wonder what the historical. You gotta check out Colgate, that. man. Not Colgate, but fucking. Uh, I think Colgate is probably just the brand, like the owner of oh, all of those. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure, but the Native American woman was removed from Lando Lakes, also. But it was weird about the Lando Lakes Native American woman is she looked like she was white. Wait, this one. <laughs> I'm gonna read this real quick. It says the toothpaste. Talking about Colgate, which is popular in Asia, was called Darkie when it was first introduced in 1930s. What? Packages feature a drawing of a minstrel singer in blackface with a wide smile. Oh, a my God. Howie and Hazel executive came up with the logo after visiting the United States and seeing Al Josen perform. The Chinese name on the box translated to Black Man Toothpaste. God damn. Oh, yeah. my God. Are you fucking <laughs> It's all bad. Jesus we Christ. Just, don't nobody like Why black people. They hate us so much. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. Man, if black man, here's a problem. This is my problem. If you hated black people so much, then why did you use in the market the fucking product? Because they literally treated black people like mascots, like yeah. as a team. That, yeah. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Cleveland Indians or exactly. you know, Florida Seminoles. The, the, or exactly. Florida State, yeah. The problem with America is, is we got too comfortable. Like since America's inception, it's been it's America was created by slavery and thievery and deception and all mm-hmm. these things. And now we look at it as this great flag that's so great, but there's so much blood on it. Mm-hmm. There's so much blood on that flag. And there's so many historical facts that we were not taught yeah if we knew in school that the fucking colgate had a black guy from a minstrel not even a black man it was a minstrel character which basically is blackface Mm -hmm. with big red lips yeah jesus christ i didn't know that yeah man colgate's not bad either i use it all the time yeah i gotta change it up now (laughs) it's like you almost gotta make your own toothpaste because you don't know yeah what the history is behind these companies you want to hear the hypocrisy in all of it right we can say like yo i can't believe these companies are i'm I'm not going to use them right but it goes back to everything we're utilizing now these microphones these fucking phones a lot of them was made by child slaves Mm-hmm. So we can we're living in a world of hypocrisy, right? Like, yes, it was wrong what they was doing, but we also have to be cognizant of how we're contributing to the overall like ales of this world. Yeah. Like <laughs> the kid that made this phone probably made 30 cents that day. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that sucks is like the more you know about the world, the more you just wish you could go live on Mars or something like that. You don't live there either. Yeah. You probably get there and they'd be like. 
you know, they turn you into toothpaste. Well, Ty got Elon Musk number now, so yeah, you know, do whatever. not have his number. <laughs> whatever SpaceX <laughs> pop off. Ty, if, if Ty go to space right now, he could get that uh, Cybertruck faster. Like, we got it waiting on you up there. We'll, we'll now be going to space. That, you know, when I look at it. That Cybertruck looks. Didn't they? Didn't it derive from a space truck? Am I wrong? No idea. Oh fuck. I was hoping mm-hmm. you had some more information. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it and I put my deposit. In. That was it. <laughs> oh man, that was it. Yeah, all we can do is learn from this, man. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to get caught up in just going crazy about how racist it was. It's obviously racist. Now, if mm-hmm. you listen to this podcast and you're just like, man, like people just need to get over it, man. You know, this is so long ago. Just don't <laughs> don't invalidate what really happened. You don't want to invalidate what's going on. Just understand that's what it was, and we're moving forward. I really don't. If if I knew it was racist and they said they were going to keep it, I'd be like, huh, you can keep it. It's not the best marketing strategy at this point, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. it is what it is. And even though I see that these companies, were their origins were racist, you got to realize mm-hmm. that people change, generations change. They never changed it, which, which was fucked up, but if they come out with like, I don't know, Aunt, Aunt, uh, Aunt, Aunt, Whatever her name is, the mm-hmm. new one. Yeah. Maybe it's still the same recipe. I don't think they're just going to change the the, the yeah, boxing. Yeah. It's going to be the same recipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, I don't even really be getting name brand shit like that. <laughs> be real. <laughs> I'm getting Aunt Jaboba. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> as long as those pancakes taste cool, I get them. <laughs> the great, great value. value. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times the generic shit tastes better than the other stuff. Yeah, I cannot. My my wife says the same thing. Like, no, it doesn't. Maybe because I don't give it a chance, but I'm like, nah, man, give me the give me the real stuff. I don't know, man. Maybe just a little food bougie guy now. Maybe, (laughs) maybe. But I, I don't know. I'll give it. It's it's certain stuff though that you can't go to generic route. Nah, certain ones not. Yeah. The, the certain, I think that with, in regards to cereals, it's a slippery slope. Because <laughs> when you see a cereal, like it's the, the name is really fucked up. I don't try it. Like instead of like instead of like uh, cocoa krispies, it'd be like crispy rice. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you couldn't come up with a real fucking name for this shit. What about the bootios? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not eating no bootios. It's little chocolatey O's that are basically like <laughs> like pirates. Yeah, like pirate like boots. Yeah, yeah like that's like, funny. No, it's not boots. It's, it's little O's, little chocolatey O's, and it's got it's called no. Bootios. But I mean, they're referencing boots. Oh. Like booty O's from pirates. Oh, not like boots, right. not real. Yeah, like, not, not booty ass. booties. But, <laughs> but we live in a world where a lot of people eat ass. So <laughs> I think this cereal is marketing to them. <laughs> Yeah. So people that eat ass like shit, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> That's funny. It tastes like my wife. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, a certain, like we talked about the whole coleslaw being fucked up. I, I think there's certain cereals that are at, like Raisin Bran. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, yeah, I like Raisin Bran. Uh-uh. You I, strike me as a guy that loves Raisin Bran. <laughs> <laughs> That he need his fiber. I get fiber from other cereals. I like Special K cereals. Those are pretty good. If there is like a, a multiple choice questionnaire right now, <laughs> and it said what is Eddie's least favorite cereal, and Raisin Bran was on there, I would have not pick picked Raisin, Raisin Bran. That's I mean, funny. Yeah, like, Raisin Bran is, you know, it's a heart healthy, crunchy meal for breakfast. Right? But look here, I just hope we don't ever get a sponsor from Raisin Bran because I'm gonna have to act like I like it. <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I like raisin. I like raisin bran and I like mini wheats. 
Oh, no. And those are like the two just old man cereals. Yeah, those cereals. They yeah. just need to change the name of those cereals to Bow Movers. <laughs> just move your fucking bowels and eat that cereal. I mess with Raisin Bran. I got to yeah. put some sugar on it, but I mess put with more it. sugar on there? Yeah. It's already sugar on it, yeah, man. It put is. more sugar on it. Yeah, this sugar brand. Yeah, you know how they say your body, what's your body, 80% water or 50% water? 75. 75%? Mm-hmm. This nigga's half his body is sugar. <laughs> I need some more sugar. <laughs> I need some more sugar milk. <laughs> That's crazy. You imagine Todd fall down and like scrape his elbow and just a bunch of sugar come out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's All right. crazy. All right, switching gears. Uh, the NBA protest led by Kyrie Irving and was it Avery Bradley, right? Yeah. Dwight Howard's a bunch of them. Oh, Dwight, Dwight Howard's in there. Too. But yeah. I think Kyrie is like the biggest name mm-hmm. that is. He like was the first one. The first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, there was a lot of statements made. You got any pulled up over there? Um, not, not real quotes, but okay. the gist of it was he wants to um sit out this season in order to kind of help with the whole protest and mm-hmm. you know he doesn't like the current climate as far as America and he feels like he could use his platform to um you know make the world a better place in a sense all right yeah i think it's i think there's 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 validity in that but i also understand that you have a job and playing basketball is your job not to mention your contract is in what one of the top one percent of the NBA, so you could go ahead and say, "Hey, I don't feel like playing this year." But it's the other de- the other guys that are mm-hmm. on the end of the fucking bench, yeah, that need to make this paycheck for their family, G-League guys. Yeah, so you're willing to make that sacrifice because you don't got to sacrifice really anything. You yeah. just go back to you know smashing models on IG and and, <laughs> and go into protest, mm-hmm. but them. They have to take care of themselves, their family, and they may not ever see this money again. They could get cut from an NBA team next year and never get a chance again. Yeah. So I'm speaking for those guys that want to play. And I think that playing a game doesn't take anything away from what's going on in the world. Yeah. I really don't feel that way. I don't feel that way either. They, I guess Kyrie and the people that are you know, agreeing with Kyrie mm-hmm. believe that it's going to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that. It's not like, okay, if you play, if I watch a, Two and a half hour basketball game. I'm going to forget about what's going on. Right, right. right. It's not. It's not even rational thinking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they need. I, I think. That, I don't. I'm not going to say they need to play. Mm-hmm. I think that they should still continue to play. Yeah, I'm right there. I think when you um when you on TV three times, four times a week, you could use that platform to you know get mm-hmm. out whatever you want to say mm-hmm. about you know George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or anybody out there when you're you know, basketball players are the most popular when they dribble in the ball, which oh, is, fuck yeah. you know, mm-hmm. everybody as, as much face. Yeah. As much as, you know, LeBron does on social media mm-hmm. and, you know, building schools and stuff like that. We watch LeBron James mm-hmm. on right. TNT, ESPN, and then in post game interviews and stuff like that mm-hmm. is when he really gets his, you know, his mm-hmm. quotes off. So I think they, as they're doing a disservice to, to sit out. And one mm-hmm. of the things he said, he was saying like, you know, I think we should put our own league together which I think is a good idea, but I feel like he's just freestyling right yeah, now. Yeah, like he's not yeah, well thought out. No, um, yes, yeah, a lot of work in that. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's tough. <laughs> we, need, we need billions. Yeah, billions. we could put our own league together. It's like shut up, man. Now <laughs> yeah. it sounds like you're regurgitating some shit that you've been told by someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you ever heard somebody talk and it feels like somebody got to them. 
Yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah, it feels like mm-hmm. somebody got to them and had a conversation. <laughs> like, it'll be a guy that's never socially conscious about anything. And all of a sudden, he's like, we got to put, we got to get strategized and organized and mobilized. <laughs> People like, nigga, who got to you? <laughs> <laughs> what happened here, man? Some Muslim selling bean pies. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, uh, yeah, man, we got to get together, man. You know, we got to bring the Black Panthers back. You're like, dude, you, you never, I've never heard you talk about this. Right. <laughs> you watch one documentary. And yeah. Right. And to piggyback off of what Keith was speaking of, um, how there's more people watching the actual games. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. A lot more people are watching the games than they are following LeBron on Twitter or mm-hmm, Kyrie right. on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. you got to be out on these bigger platforms to get these matches messages across. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and and the NBA is going to get a lot of attention because it's a sporting event. And what don't we have right now? Sports. Sports. You don't have anything right. You have now. anything, and and the NFL seasons possibly could be canceled. Also, it's a lot of cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cases popping up. A lot yeah. of those players is working out together and just passing it around. Well, here's the problem though. They're not talking about a lot of these players are you know hanging out, having parties <laughs> on boats and and having fun with IG models mm-hmm. and they're going to keep spreading this shit. Yeah. They busted Dak Prescott and um, Ezekiel Elliott in a house full of girls. That's crazy. And they said they were not following social distancing guidelines. <laughs> of course they wouldn't. They was fucking the shit out of <laughs> Of course they weren't following the guidelines. They were just being NFL players having fun. And yeah. that's what happens. And I think that until we find a vaccine or a way to fucking slow this shit down, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah, you know, I think I think what what guy what sport do you guys think is like the perfect one to come back during this like coronavirus time? Shit, anything. I mean, like, but Fucking the NFL is, tennis, man. The NFL get... is not logistical. It's too many. Like, it's too many players. Too yeah, many people too many moving field. parts. Like NBA would be perfect. NBA. It's, very, it's, it's manageable because mm-hmm. you got you have the roster, you have the specialists, which is you know the the trainers that are there to tape ankles and take people out. Yeah, you got the doctors, you got the scorekeeper guys, you got the announcers. And then if you have fans, you can if you spread them out. Let's say your capacity is what is the NBA uh, stadium capacity? Twenty thousand. Yeah, 20, thirty thousand. So let's, let's depend on the stadium. Let's knock that shit down to nine five. Mm-hmm. Knock it down to nine five and spread people out. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you got a deck below you, have it over six foot um, staggered, and then other people up. And if you have, you you should be able to buy tickets as a family, mm-hmm. because basically. That's how they're doing churches now. Yeah. Like you could go and sit with your family, but you, you separate it. But from, you separate it from other people. Mm-hmm. So if you buy tickets as a family, you can go to a certain area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they should only allow so many people to be in that building mm-hmm. and that'll work, you know. Yeah. But I think like, they're doing something similar um, in movie theaters as well. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The problem, too, is like folks, what people need to realize is like they're opening things up. So it has to be OK. It's like, dude. You need to watch the numbers. The data is there, buddy. Yeah. They're not opening it because it's safe. They're opening it because any any conglomerate or business needs consumers and investors yeah. to stay alive. If you're not consuming, then your business is going to fucking die. Yeah. Okay. So no, I, it's not fucking safe. This is a tangent. Um, <laughs> I was curious to know, like, how did like the quarantine like affect your YouTube numbers? Or right. was it like did it go up or was it same mm, or numbers went up? Incredibly high. Damn. Um, Revenue didn't follow because of the advertisers weren't there. What? So, so you've seen an inflation in views and stuff, but the revenue didn't follow. It didn't Mm -hmm. match up. That's crazy. 
Yes. But luckily for me, like everything pretty much stayed the same. So I really wasn't affected by it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I I could have been bagged out if (laughs) if all of that stuff didn't didn't go down. So you've been doing this shit a long time though. Yeah. So that's that's one of the reasons why you're good. But if you're just starting out of YouTube and your fucking ship has your ship sunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's starting to recover though. So everything's starting to bounce back. People need content more than ever right now. Mm-hmm. They need content more than ever. A lot of podcast numbers aren't as great. We talked about that. Uh, yeah. And, Keith. and that's because most people consume co- uh, content while they're driving to work or going on long yeah. trips. And there, there's less of that going on. So, you know, our numbers didn't go drastically down or drastically up, but they just pretty much maintained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But once everybody starts working, that's just going to be like, oh, my God, I was only on episode 30 with Keith and Eddie, and now they're on 100-something. Mm-hmm. I got to binge listen to this, and this mm-hmm. shit is going to go doop, 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 doop. Yeah. You got to keep it going, keep it moving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stopping is not an option. When you get this many fucking episodes, too, you can't just stop. There's somebody relying on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I have a, over a 1,000 videos on one channel alone. Jesus so Christ. I, I can't stop. Yeah. Some little kids out there, where's Jones got game? Yeah. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> where you at? You're out a million now. Uh, I'm 20,000 away from a million. Jeez. 20,000 subscribers. Jeez. Yeah. You so. were like at half a million. Last, no, you were less than half a million mm, last time, right? I wasn't that far back. I was maybe maybe seven, 700K. Oh, back then? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a minute. Seven or eight. Yeah. So I, I was looking crazy. at the numbers. I was like, dude, this dude is about to have a million followers. That's a big deal. I don't give a fuck who you are. You yeah. got a million followers on YouTube. You you move That's in. a lot of work. You fucking move in. Do you, you have like in. a little counter or like a little ticker? I don't have a counter. Oh, okay. I don't I kinda I barely even realized I had twenty um as I was sitting here. Mm-hmm. I figured the question would come up. But mm-hmm. I really don't track it too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I watch it, it's gonna take longer. But mm-hmm. If I just kind of forget about it, okay. Oh, we're about to hit it, so let's yeah. let's go live real quick. By the time yeah. you look, you probably have one point two. And then, you know, you're aware of um, uh, DJ Ghost Darrell, mm-hmm. and we all work together at mm-hmm. Sears. Mm-hmm. And he's I killing it. it. Yeah, he's fucking. He's one point five, I think. No, he's killing it. He's doing really he's extremely a well. Lot of, so shout out to DJ Ghost, man. Yeah, it's been a long cool. time since I seen that guy, but um, proud of him. His channel's moving. He's got a lot of shit going on there. And then what's cool. weird, this is the weird thing. It's weird because Todd, Todd's been doing this shit longer than any, any of us. Todd was doing this shit. Was he doing it back then? Yeah, low key. Oh skits. my God. Yeah. That was in 2006? Seven. Six, seven? Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Todd was doing this shit first a long time ago. And then, and then all of a sudden, then you see uh, freaking uh, him and then. I'm doing this podcast with Keith. We're all doing different things, but I never knew that we'd be creating content like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's insane, man. Yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. It's awesome. Small world. That's how life is. It's just like you kind of, I think you always have an idea of where your your career is going to go. Right. And then you just kind of end up in hmm. whatever lane works True. for you. You, you want to know why I know that this is going to be a very successful podcast? This is why I know this. Why is it that I know two different dudes that have one almost has a million subscribers and the other one has over a million. And I know both of these people and I had a relationship with both of them. Mm-hmm. Like I just, mm-hmm. it's, tan- it's like, it's tangible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you could look at it and be like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a totally different lane, mm-hmm. but I know where it's going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is the way I'm looking at it. And you yeah. see the, you can see the map. Exactly. Upload, upload, upload. Mm-hmm. Eventually. You yep. Check all, take the paper trail. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that you guys have going is the consistency, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
every Sunday they or every Monday, mm-hmm. um, they know that we about to get another Something podcast. Yeah. yeah, every Monday, regardless of whatever. And that's so key when it comes to growing. Yeah, mm-hmm. quarantine. We never. There's some and there's some people that stop. Everybody has their own reasons why they would stop mm-hmm. or doing what they're doing. But they'd be like, oh, my God, it's a hurricane. I wonder if Keith and Eddie, oh, they dropped the podcast. It's a hurricane going on. <laughs> yeah. 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 Give you a moment of, uh, just I don't know, just a moment of being normal and listening to normal people have conversations. Yeah. It's always really rewarding. Yeah. Um, yeah, we totally went on a tangent from Kyrie and them. But I will say this. Um, uh, do I support the protest? I have to, but I also support the fact that, you know, playing basketball is a great distraction, but it's not really a distraction because mm-hmm. they can use that platform mm-hmm. and leverage it to bring the attention to the overall yeah. conversation of what the current landscape of the world is. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that word distraction being used right now. Yeah, trying to even make it into a bad thing when it's not. Like it's you not. guys could if you if you don't use it properly, it could be a distraction. True. Yeah. But you guys are talking about using it properly, so how can that be a distraction? Yeah. True. Yeah, True. I think, and it's just so much like we were saying. It's just so much negativity that you see on social media, social media, you know, from on a day to day basis. Like, I just want to see Kyrie cross somebody. I want to see LeBron dunk on somebody. Just kind of take my mind off of all the yeah. the negativity going on in the world. Yeah, we need a champion. We need a champion. Yeah. So it wouldn't even got, be we right. We got to right? conclude this season so we can move on. Yeah. Get back on track. I wonder if, if the NBA don't try to if the NBA holds back. Ice Cube just pop up. Hey, if y'all want a real champion coming to this, <laughs> <laughs> we're on three, big three, a big three. <laughs> that would be crazy. That's a big deal, though. That that's a like you know him creating his own league, especially yeah. like for veterans that are you know barely a couple years out of the NBA. I think yeah. that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah. All right, that's switching gears. Um, I think you could better explain it. But the twenty-year-old. Let me go to the article to better make sense of what I'm talking about here. All right. Let's see here. Uh, here it is. All right. Um, apparent suicide by 20-year-old Robinhood trader who saw a negative 730,000 balance prompts app to make changes. All right. Um, the family of 20-year-old student says he died by suicide after confusion over an apparent negative balance of $730,000 on his Robinhood account. Now they are demanding answers from the millennial-focused trading app. Uh, Alexander Kearns, who was using Robinhood to trade complex options and instruments was found dead on June 12th, according to local authorities in Plainfield, Illinois. His death is being treated as a suicide, according to the family in Robinhood. It isn't clear what factors contributed to his death. Hmm. All right, man. Um, I think that the, 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 the biggest and most unfortunate thing about it is that he took his life. Yeah. But what also is unfortunate is the fact that someone so young and I won't say impressionable, but you can say impressionable um, and doesn't understand all the nuances of this business took their life because they seen a balance. Huh. And the way that works is he really didn't owe that. And within a certain amount of business days, the true reflection of the balance would have shown what he really owed. But they just gave, I guess, with this with that app, they just give him a certain amount of capital, I guess it was when I was. When yeah, I was, you can get a lot with the Robin Hood app. You know, the thing that makes it very attractive to millennials is that um, it's so fast. Right. right. So if you um, they have certain limits and, and what happened with him is he he has sixteen thousand right. dollars in it. 
So when you have a, when you pass a certain threshold of, of buying power or money that you have in your Robinhood account, you're afforded to essentially get credited um, a lot a lot more capital. Right. And I think what happened with him is he was just probably just clicking buttons and probably seen a YouTube video and was just clicking on things and, you know, thought he knew what he was doing. And then all of a sudden it just got out of whack, especially now because of coronavirus and right. the amount of cases is uh, going up still. And that's affecting the stock market right. um, in a negative way. So it probably happened where he just put a crazy amount of money here and a crazy amount of money there. And it just kept going down and down. And then all of a sudden it's like neg- negative 730,000 <laughs> or whatever. Then, it's, it's crazy because it's, Crazy because I I started trading last week um, uh-huh. for the first time. I don't know anything about it. I just hopped in. Yeah. Right? And to this day, my balance says negative thirteen dollars. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to get the money out and put it in. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm negative thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing where you know sometimes us we just like jumping into something, but like I feel like. With the stock market, we don't really understand our, our risk tolerance. Right. So yeah. we just kind of like, yo, I see somebody getting money over here. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just throw in a try. few, yeah, yeah, a few dollars here and there. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I've done the same. Like, I've traded now, but I've made the mistake when I first started. I was like, yo, let me just put this money here. And then all of a sudden, like you said, it'd be like negative 50 or negative mm-hmm. whatever. And you're just like, dang. Luckily, like my thing never reached negative 700,000. Um, yeah. That's but crazy. I think the crazier thing is that it says it shows how we as Americans put so much stock into money. Hmm. Um, I think we put too much stock into exactly. money because I don't think any amount of money or losing any amount of money should be worth your life. Like your exactly. life is invaluable. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> that's I mean, but that's what as a society, that's what we do. We, we've ranked money more than we rank money more important than life. Yeah. And I think what happens too when you're 20 years old and you're that impressionable and you, if he's seen a positive balance of that much, then it would have been, the to- I think it would have been a different response. You're not going to kill yourself when you get a 730,000 yeah. in the plus. But since it was a minus, it's like, I'll never be able to pay that back. You just have all these things and you've, 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 you, you viewed money more important than life in itself, which a hmm. lot of people have. Yeah. There are people that really like, we live in a, we live in a country or in a world where people are literally selling their bodies for money. Just mm-hmm. think about that and how sad that is. Yeah. Like, you cannot put a value on something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like this are just going to keep happening. Yeah. Because the value system is all wrong. If you yeah. really had a true value system, it would be like family, you know, health, you know, knowledge, things of that nature. And then money would be like way at the fucking bottom. We only need money for, you know, like monetary purposes. Yeah, you know to get goods and buying Teslas. Yeah, you know stuff like (laughs) 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 buy (laughs) Cybertruck. Oh man, buy raisin (laughs) bars. We need to abolish raisin bars. There's no way. There's no way. Oh man, but to this point, there's a like a historical context to. People actually committing suicide because of um, oh, the yeah. stock market and their finances. Like, there's <sighs> you can Google it right now. There's many, many stories oh, of people yeah. jumping out of buildings because the stock market crashed. Or it's just <laughs> it's just a sad situation, man. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's a lot. It's people just killing themselves for all kind of reasons. Yeah, I hate my fucking wife. <laughs> That's no. not funny. No, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I make suicide jokes. No, it's not funny. No. <laughs> 
Nah, it's not funny. <laughs> uh, but here's the deal. <laughs> That's not supposed to be funny. But here's the deal, man. Um, what was it? Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Didn't they cover that in that movie too? Suicide. The, yeah, no. The, the the crash in the '80s. The really bad, that was a, was that a different movie? Where it was a really bad crash in the '80s and people were literally killing themselves. And that that happened more than once. There was a I crash don't know if that's before that. In the Wolf of Wall Street. It's not Wolf of Wall Street. It's yeah. not in that. It's in another movie. There's a lot. I mean, there's been so many crashes. Like even the March 18th or whatever is considered a crash. Like it went the stock market went down crazy. There was one in like '87. There was one in the the that's like the Black Monday one when um, the Dow went down like 500 points or something crazy, and uh, people was just losing their money. A lot of people think that because they were introducing like um, basically computer trading. There was like, have you ever heard of the app Acorn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So essentially, like that was like almost a genesis of that kind of thing where people would just automate trades, uh-huh. and then um, they basically the stock market got overinflated, and then people got scared, and then crashes happen when everyone is scared, so they just start pulling their money out. Yeah. So what happened, you know, in March when you know people were like, oh, we're losing our jobs, the virus is going around, we right. don't know what we're going to do. So everyone starts to pull their money out and put it in their bank account, and then that's when all the stocks drop. Yeah. The the notable crashes, I think what the one I'm talking about is obviously the one in eighty seven, there was another one in two thousand one and in two thousand eight, but one of the most notable was in twenty nine, nineteen twenty nine, the Great Depression. Yeah. There were people going into these skyscrapers, these buildings and Just jumping, jumping out yeah. because they've they connected money and they connected money as the uh, That's all they're living for. That's all they're living for. It's, I mean, if you think like if your job is like your job is literally like moving money around. Oh, my God. I think that kind of tells you like what, where your values are. Pretty you know? much. Because for everyone else, like we work, we do a specific task in order to earn money. Right. But for them, every day is like, where is my money going? Is my money going up or is my money going down? I'll give an example of, you know, where I value money. Me and you do this podcast. We've done it every week for yeah. over two years. Right. And, you know, do we have these high price sponsors that pay for everything? No. Mm-hmm. But money is going to be the cherry on top. Yeah. So that's what you you do it for the love of what you're doing and getting paid for it is the cherry on top. Yeah. So when you have that type of value system, it's a lot different than saying, oh, I need money for this. No, I can't do that unless I get paid. No, yeah. I can't do that. No, I yeah. can't do that. Why the fuck are you doing it? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, why are you doing it? If, if you need compensation for every single thing. You really don't love what you're doing. You just yeah. love the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not that's not healthy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, I've been doing this since 08, 09 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't really start seeing money until 2016. Fucking nuts. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I didn't see anything. That's I did it because I like to do it. That's crazy. So just you guys just keep doing what and y'all that- doing. <laughs> What y'all doing. Yeah. It, and that's the thing about it, man. People be like, man, how Todd do it, man? I got to get a camera. I got to do this and that. I'm like, well, you better be in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because most people quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people, journey. They mo- most people fucking quit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. what, you know, that thing kind of goes back into the stock market also. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, some people get in, like the guy, he probably thought he was going to get rich overnight. Like, yeah. oh, you know, I, I watch whatever guy on Twitter say he raised a million dollars in 24 hours or whatever. Um, but that same sort of theme applies to the stock market because it's like it's ebbs and flows. And, you know, mm-hmm. even like even with the podcast, you know, some weeks we have a lot of lists and some mm-hmm. weeks it kind of goes down. Mm-hmm. But it also it's always on a constant right. like uh, rise. So you just have to wait it out. 
as far as like, you know, if you're in the stock market, you yeah. just got to wait it out and um, not really watch it so steadily because you can get scared. Like yeah, when, I, yeah. when I, when I, when like March 18th or the, when the coronavirus happened, the whole pandemic, I was losing a lot of money and I was scared. Like, oh shoot, like what should I do? What should I do? But you almost double down when you really understand like how the stock market works. Is that works. when you decided to prostitute yourself at that time? Yeah, I sold a little bit of myself. <laughs> sold a little bit of bootios. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's just it's a it's a journey, you know, with everything. So, like, I think people, if you are out there and you're, you know, trying to experiment with trading and stuff like that, first of all, do your research. Make sure you understand 100%. like the companies you are investing in, um, and then also make sure you know that it's a journey. Like, you're not going to get rich overnight. Hmm. Like those those people that say that on YouTube and Twitter and stuff, they're they're lying to you. Like, you oh, got to yeah. stick to. Guys like Warren Buffett that have been in it for, for, you know, 50 plus years trading and stuff like that. And they all say the same thing. It's about investing and long term, uh, long term investing. Yeah. And we talked about this uh, I, uh, and I know Todd's probably seen it, but you watch a video of some young dude and he's like, do you want to know how to get rich now and stop waiting on all these results? Do this, do this, yeah. do this, and then here, buy my book. And in my book, it tells you, it's like, dude, you're just trying to sell something. Yeah. You're not trying to, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're really not, you really don't want people to be successful. Yeah. Like, you really don't. You just mm-hmm. want them to buy a fucking product. Yeah. I see that people soliciting that crap on YouTube. I'm like, dude, you're full of shit. Yeah. You got to be weary of anybody saying you can do something fast. Yeah. Do you want five second abs? Just buy my book. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the reason why he has five second abs is because everybody keep buying his five second books. So <laughs> you got all the abs. You going to the doctor. And they're trying to I... figure it out. Like, what the? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. There's no quick way to, you know, I mean, we're just saying it. There's no yeah. quick way anything to do it. Anything that comes easy is not, anything that will come easy is not worth it. Mm-hmm. It'll also go quick. Oh, yeah, it'll go fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll go fast. Like, for example, the lottery winners. These motherfuckers end up dead, broke, <laughs> yeah. or in jail. Mm-hmm. It's because it came too fast. You, the value of something goes up when you've actually put in the work to earn it. You're going to say, hey, I'm not fucking this off. Yeah. I worked too hard to mm-hmm. lose this. So I'm not going to I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm I'm fucked, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, this is a, a totally different deal. But, yeah, um, I think everybody should trade, though. Like, I'm not a super expert mm-hmm. either. But like, if you need some to bounce ideas off of somebody like that's another language. I'm doing all right. You got to really be passionate to know it. If you're not really passionate, then it's like you can get better at it gradually. But it's like you're not. You're always going to be not knowing what the fuck you're doing. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that. I think um, if you just need and I, you know, I'm not looking at nobody's pocketbook, but basically, like if you have a savings account, if you have a checking account and you have a bunch of money sitting in there, it's not doing anything for you. Hundred percent, it's not. So if you could put it in a checking, I mean, a savings account, you're going to get like you know one one point some percent interest rate, which is like not even anything. But if you do it smart and you basically take the money that you would put in your savings account into the stock market, on average, it would um, earn like six percent interest. Right. So 
you know, if the money is just sitting there anyways, you might as well, you know, invest in Apple or something. Which Saving money without yeah. investing it is a big disservice to the money you're saving. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to invest it in something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be exactly in the stock market. It could be in yourself and in a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go full-fledged into entrepreneurship, you can do that. You want to fucking have a hot dog cart, that's still entrepreneurship. You want to yeah. sell tacos, that's still entrepreneurship. It's yeah. still under that umbrella. So yeah. just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. If you save over whatever hundred thousand dollars and you're not investing any of it, then it's like, hmm. what's the point of? Yeah, <laughs> you could do so much with that. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll spend it on the cyber trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Todd, go, man, Todd, when he get that truck, he probably he the type of nigga that like will like sell ice creams out of it. <laughs> 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 Honestly, though, with my new train of thought, like mm-hmm. I'm, I might not even get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've, I've learned a lot with that I ate. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless I'm paying cash for it, I feel you. I don't need it. Right, shit. You, know? you got the, you got some nice. Oh, you got that old school too. You got two yeah. of them. You got that car. Was it a Camaro? Mm-hmm. That motherfucker hard. Yeah, sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, hard, yeah. bro. That and then the truck. I'll just get another old one if I was you. Get another straight one. old schools. Yeah, just yeah. straight old. Because you got the what you got the the Jeep. And you got then, the Jeep for the family. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not really. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've changed so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Is it you know, was it just like a, a gradual I, thing, or did I you think wake up that one day? the um, this whole coronavirus mm-hmm. making us sit down for three months? Because mm-hmm. I had just got the car wrapped right right, be- I'm not yeah. saying, right I'm before right, right yeah. before all of this stuff popped off. Yeah. And um, it was just in the garage. I couldn't take it anywhere. Um, nobody really saw it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, so it's been sitting here. I got this done so people can see it, but can't nobody see it. And mm-hmm. it's just sitting here. All mm-hmm. right, let's change it up. Do I really need it? Not really. People know that I could get it. So, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. I've already done it. I can let it go. I've, you know, I've already lived that chapter. So, yeah. So I'm good. So, uh, yeah, cars, cars are cool. But if you don't have the, like, if they're not paid off in cash, I wouldn't. I feel you, though, because a car depreciates in value. So right? much, you get man. it off the fucking yeah. lot. So much. You can't, eat, you can't even eat a sandwich in that car before the fucking price goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so That's much, sad. man. It's, I just went to Subway and it depreciated $30,000. <laughs> it's crazy. It's a big game, man. And, yeah. You know, a lot of people get stuck in it and. I don't want to be stuck in it. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it, man. That's a, and that's that's a grade A vehicle too. That's a mm-hmm. good car. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, was it still wrapped when you? Ah, mm-hmm. oh, did mm-hmm. that did depreciate it? No, oh, that's crazy. No, because well, it's just a wrap, huh? It's just like, a wrap. You can yeah. take it off. You can take it off. Ah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a, it was like a neon. Was yeah, it? it was. It was like a neon green. Mm-hmm. Well, not neon, but like it was like a like a light green. Light mm-hmm. green. But yeah, I was. Thing did what it was supposed to do, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of attention in it, but you know, I've, I've done it now. What's next? Yeah, rap. Yeah, did you get a deal on that rap? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. you guys start cutting I, deals, man. Yeah, I ate that. Um, yeah. Oh man, yeah, I ate it. You can't leverage well, in, in the neighborhood. Like, what does it cost to rap that type of car? Anywhere from two thousand to Four thousand, just depending on what you do and yeah. who you go to, I guess. I just get a fucking paint job. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's who. And how long does it last? It's supposed to last like a year or so. Really? It just depends on how good you take care of it. 
Like me, mm-hmm. I didn't have mine. I never drove mine, so it probably uh-huh. lasts for a long time. So that's probably why some people, when you see the paint job looks a little weird, it's not paint, it's a wrap that probably got sunburned. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Well, not much left. What you got? You got anything else, kid? Nah, I think that's it. Do, do you, have you ever tried to like leverage your um, like your channel, the vlog channel, to kind of get some deals or anything? Mm, no, probably not as much as I should. Mm-hmm. Or mm. I could. Um, I've done a lot of brand deals on my gaming channel. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, we're barely getting back in the groove of the vlog channel. So mm-hmm. once we get rolling on that, like we could easily leverage pretty much whatever you want to leverage because mm-hmm. the numbers will, the numbers will be there. Yeah. So you guys have a lot of subscribers on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's about three hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. On our vlog channel mm-hmm. and then 980. How old is that channel now though? It's old, man. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you because it started out as a personal vlog channel mm, and then okay. my girlfriend and now wife, mm. she became on it. So it kind of changed up entirely because it was yeah. doing something entirely different back then. Yeah. It's cool that she's on board with it too. Cause it's sometimes, you know, people that be on YouTube, like you got that camera again. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. She's on board with it. That's nah, cool. At first she wasn't having it, man. Oh, that- man. At first she had to, she had to learn. She had to learn to, you know, it's mainly because of the comments. Like uh, some people let comments tough. get to them. Yeah. I've seen everything that I could possibly see. So I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, we're all human, man. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it but would- now she's good now though. Got so. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I have not seen the onslaught of. I haven't experienced the onslaught of comments, Mm -hmm. and I think after seeing so much of something, you'll feel obligated to want to respond to something. Yeah, but it's like you just can't get caught up in it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you do, you're gonna have other motherfuckers attacking you, and then you're never gonna want to. You're never gonna put out content if you do that. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem. I know that eventually it's gonna happen with this podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a bunch of people like, yeah, Keith was wrong. And what Todd said about black people yeah. was wrong. <laughs> you know, like, let me let me clarify that one more time for people. OK, <laughs> Todd said that. And then he was thinking about it right after he said it and cleared it and cleaned it up. Yeah. We all came to a conclusion why that was. So just don't cancel Todd. He's a great guy. Yeah, don't cancel me. I've known him for a long time. <laughs> don't cancel me. Todd's don't life, cancel. His, his life matters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we're at the end of this one. Um, if you made it to the end of this podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fins. Out of here. Peace.